at the Word of God, turning our attention to Genesis, chapter 3, verse 9. Genesis 3, 9. Amen. Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you this morning. Lord, Father, we thank you for your goodness and your tender mercies towards us. This morning, as we look into your word, we pray, O oh God, that we will hear you well, Father. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of God's word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every resistance that stands against the proclamation of God's word. And we take victory in the house. In Jesus' name, we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are you? Today's message is titled, Where Are You? Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, neighbor, where are you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We all are aware of the context of this particular question. That is posed in the Bible in the beginning itself. From creator God to his crown creation man. Praise God. It's not only God who asks this question. But far too often even in our lives. We are posed with this question. Where are you? Praise God. Have your parents ever asked you that questions? Question, where are you? Where have you been? Yes, we all have heard those questions in our lives. In fact, this particular question is posed to anyone and everyone who was found missing from their original location. In other words, if you are not in the place where you are posted, or if you are not where you have been placed, where you have been assigned, where you have been mandated, where you are expected, this question is raised again and again. In this particular context, we know that Adam was not in a place where God had originally positioned him. God had positioned him and had given him authority, dominion, and a whole lot of things. And all of a sudden, we find because of disobedience, everything that he had Everything that he was, as God had ordained and destined him, he was, he had lost it. And God comes to the seed. Adam hears the footsteps of the Lord, and what does he do? He hides behind the bushes. 
And the Lord calls out on him and asks him the question, Adam, where are you? Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not we need to understand. The scripture makes it very clear. Wherever there is disobedience, disobedience strips us of our place as God has placed us. Disobedience strips Adam of his glory. Disobedience strips him of his position. Disobedience strips him of his confidence. Disobedience strips him of his assurance. And what does he gain in return? We see an Adam who is fearful, who is apprehensive, who is anxious, who does not know what and where about, about himself. He tells God, God, I'm hiding from you. Praise God. This morning, the question is, where are we positioned? As children of God, where are we positioned? We do not want to dive into that particular place and bring a message for the unconverted or the unbeliever and tell them that because of sin that they are hiding behind the bushes. But rather, this morning we want to pose the question to the believers, to the children of God, where are we? Where are we positioned? Well, the Bible tells me, as Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesians, he tells them that we are positioned in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We were once dead in our transgressions and in our sins. But God, who loved us because of his great love towards us, God, who is rich in mercy, reached out to you and me in our dead state, in our beaten up state, and he has quickened us up. He has raised us up. And the Bible says that he has lifted us up. And he has placed us in heavenly places in and with Christ Jesus. So to answer the question, where are we? We are placed with Christ Jesus. We are positioned in Christ Jesus. Now that understanding is absolutely necessary for us to live a victorious life. For us to operate in the wavelength of the Spirit of God. For us to operate in the move of God. For us to venture into the realms of God. For us to venture into the dimensions that God has for us. That we are placed in heavenly places with seated with Christ and we are in Christ Jesus as Paul writes to the Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So anytime you feel down, anytime you feel disappointed, anytime you feel that things are not going the way it should be, I want you to take the scripture and look at the scripture and be reminded again that you and I are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We are in Christ. We are with him. 
praise God. That should give us a boost, praise, to our energy. It should give us a boost to be back where God wants us to be. But when Paul writes to the Ephesians, the first three chapters, he talks about doctrines. and the last three chapters, he talks about duties. The first three chapter he talks about the beliefs and the second three the last three chapter he talks about the behavior. The belief and the behavior has to go hand in hand. The doctrine and the duty has to go hand in hand. It's like a two wings of a bird. It needs to be flapping simultaneously for us to take on, to take over, to claim into new heights. We need to know our position in Christ Jesus. At the same time, we need to know our obligations and what is expected of us so that we can rise from the ground and zoom into new heights in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Positionally, we are in Christ. Positionally, we are with Christ. The question this morning is, practically, where are you? Amen. Where are you practically? Praise God. As to our walk, we should be in company with the men and women of God who walked with God. Practically, we should be walking with God. Positionally, where are we, Irene? Yes, where are we? In Christ Jesus. Practically, we have to be walking with Jesus. Hello? Positionally, we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. But practically, when we are in this world, we have to be walking with him like Enoch walked with God. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 5 that Enoch walked with God and he was not because God took him away. Enoch walked with God how many years? 365 years. Praise the Lord. You know, a lot of believers are very afraid to walk with the Lord. You know why? Why? God sees us whether we are walking with Him or not. <laughs> a lot of believers are afraid to walk with the Lord. You know why? Why? Yes, my brother Shevin, why? They are afraid to walk with him because the Bible says Enoch walked with God and he was. Yeah, they don't want to walk with God, Prasanto. They don't want to go. They don't want to linger on here. You know, Enoch walked with God and the Bible says he was not. For God had taken him away. Praise God. Now, it's very interesting when you, when you look at, at that particular portion about Enoch, you know. Enoch started walking with God, you know when? When did he start walking with God? When did he start walking with God? After he had 
his children. Okay, after he had who? Right. You know, you see, you, you see the same trend even in this century. Yeah, don't you? I see it all over the place. I see young men and young ladies, they start their walk with Jesus after they have a couple of children. That's when it just dawns on the man, I better be good because I'm going to have these kids growing up and they're going to emulate me and just it's like a revelation on them. And I see parents who are like, wow, they are so strict. I said, wow, that's so cool. You know, Enoch, the Bible says after he had a Methuselah, he started what? He started walking with God. It's never too late to start your walk with the Lord. Tell your neighbor, it's never too late. Don't wait till you become a grandpa. All right, start your walk with the Lord Right now. Okay, coming back to what we are talking about. Enoch walked with God and he was not. When you start walking with God, you will realize that you cannot walk with him unless there is an agreement with him. The prophet Amos says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Unless you agree, you cannot walk with him. In other words, God wants us to walk with him and our steps ought to be synchronized steps. It's not you running before him, you not lagging before him, behind him, but step by step, you are walking with him. It's synchronized steps. The legs, the foot are synchronized with his feet. The heartbeat is synchronized with his heartbeat. You have to be in agreement if you have to walk with him. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Enoch walked with God and he was not. When you walk with God, you have the revelation that you are not. Come with me. Come with me. Quite often we live in a culture. We live in a world where the world is constantly talking about me, 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 mine, 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 I, 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 self-projection, self-proclamation, self-promotion, everything self-exaltation, everything exalting ourselves. But when you walk with God, you realize that you are not and it's all about him. You didn't understand. They came up to John the Baptist. And after seeing the fiery ministry of John the Baptist, they asked him, are you the one? Are you the Messiah? And he said what? Don't mistake me for the Messiah. I'm not the Messiah. There is one coming after me whose shoelace I'm not worthy to unloose. Praise God. And then he said, when his disciples came up to him and talked about what Jesus was doing, he said that I should decrease and he should 
increase. John the Baptist realized that when you are in the will of God, when you're walking with him, when your steps are synchronized with his steps, when your heart beats according to his heartbeat, when your emotions are tied with his, when your will is aligned with his will, then it is not me. I should decrease and he should increase praise God in other words when you're walking with God praise God we are not we are nothing we are not the one that is projected but Christ is projected through us Christ is exhibited through us walking with God praise God hallelujah as the men of old May the saints of God, hallelujah, they walked with God and they realized that life is not all about themselves, but it's all about God. Revelation 4.11 says like this, that we are created for what? What are we created for? Anybody? Hmm? We are created for self-indulgence. We are created for self-promotion. We are self. We are created for self-rejection. No, Revelation four eleven. Read it. Read it out. Somebody read it out. Hmm. 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 Ah, for thou hast created. All things and for thy pleasure have thou created all things. God has created all things for his pleasure. God has created you and me for his pleasure. In other words, when you and I please God with our life, with our lifestyles, we bring pleasure to him. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, I want to bring pleasure to my God. Praise God. Enoch walked with God. He pleased God and he was not for God had taken him. Praise God. He was not. Walk indicates, indicates progress in Christian life. God wants us to progress in our Christian life. And the Bible talks about different kinds of work. The Bible talks about walking in the newness of life. Praise God. God wants us to be people who walk in the newness of life. If we have to walk in the newness of life, we have to walk with God. We have to walk in his path. We have to walk in that new way that he has cut out for us. The Bible talks about walking in the spirit. In other words, we are led by the spirit. Praise God. The Bible says those who are led by the spirit of God are called the children of God. Walk in love. Walk in honesty. Walk in light. Walk in truth. Walk as Jesus walked. Praise God. Positionally, you and I are in Christ. Practically, he expects you and I to walk with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Positionally, you and I are in Christ. In practical terms, it's not only walking with him, but 
our worship is important. As to the us to worship, we should be people who, like Moses, had an ongoing encounter with the Lord. Praise God. As it is recorded in Exodus chapter 33, verses 8, verses 8 to 11, we see that they had a tent of meeting. And Moses would go to the tent of meeting. And the Bible says that the glory of God will descend and the Lord will talk to him face to face. The glory that descended, it symbolized the presence of God. Moses was in the presence of a holy God. Moses was in his presence face to face with the Lord. Praise God. In worship, God wants us to become people who enter into worship who are not just left behind. When you understand the Old Testament temple, we understand there was an outer court, there was an inner court, and there was a holy place, and there was a most holy place. Uh, quite often, people are willing to just hang around the outer court. When Moses entered into the tent of meeting and the cloud of God's glory came down, symbolizing the presence of God, the Bible says every time Moses will come by the tent of the meeting, the children of Israel will rise up from wherever they were at the mouth of their tents. They would stand for they could see the glory of God descending and they would bow down in reverence to the presence of God but they never ever approached the tent of meeting they were far away from the tent we as children of God in a worship experience where are we are we far away or do we enter into the most holy place praise God hallelujah Praise God. Are we content and satisfied by just, just being there and just being a spectator? Or would you want to enter into the holies of holies? Enter into an intimacy with the Lordship of Jesus. Enter into an intimate relationship with the Lord. Or are you satisfied with the understanding that positionally I am in heavenly places with the Lord, but practically I'm not budging, practically I'm not taking a step, practically I'm not stepping out of my comfort zone, out of my tent. I am content with where I am, standing afar off and looking at someone else's Worship experience. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. After coming into the house of God this morning, let me ask you an honest question. Just answer yourself. Did you enter into the presence of the Lord? Did you experience the warmth of His presence? Did you experience the loving embrace of the Lord? 
Did you experience God's presence in a way that you have never experienced before? Or would you be content this morning to walk out of this place by thinking, I have made one more attendance in Sunday service? No, do not be content with that. God is beckoning you into, into an intimate relationship with him. In this new year, God wants you to enter into a new phase in your relationship with him. Do not be content and satisfied with your status quo. There is more to Jesus than what you are experiencing right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody, they stood at the tent, they bowed down, and then they went back into their tent. But the Bible says in verse 11, 33, 11 of Exodus, there was a young man, his name was Joshua. He was the aide of Moses. He would accompany Moses to the tent of the meeting. And he would stand out there, and he would see all these things that were going on. Moses would have that intimate relationship with the Lord. He will talk to him face to face. And Joshua, the aide of Moses, will be standing outside. And when Moses was done, or the Lord was done with talking with Moses, praise God, the presence will go up. Moses will come out and he will go back to where he belonged or to his assignment. The Bible says in verse 11, as far as Joshua, the aid of Moses, he stood and he lingered around the tent of meeting. Praise God. Nobody told him. There was no pressure on him. Moses did not require that he linger on. But Joshua had seen something. He has heard something. He has seen the glory of God. He sees the presence of God descending upon the tent. And there was a hunger within him that he would not leave the tent of the meeting. He just lingered on. My prayer for you this morning is that you would develop an hunger and a passion to linger in the presence of God. No wonder when God looked around for the next leader to take the people of God into the promised land. He found in Joshua the next leader, not because of his capability, but he had a heart that hungered for the presence of God. Let me tell you, if you have a hunger for God, if you have a drive for God, God can take you to places that you have never ever dreamed before. And Joshua stood at the tent of the meeting. He never ever dreamed in his life that he would be the next commander in chief. But God saw his heart and he saw the passion in him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We who are in the New Testament, we have been given access. The Bible says in Hebrews, therefore let us come with confidence 
Praise God. We can enter into the presence of God. Hallelujah. He'll come all the way up to the throne of grace. Call him our Father. The access has been granted. The door has been opened. You and I can enter into the presence of God. Let me ask you this morning. Are you satisfied with your worship experience? Do you crave for the presence of God in your personal prayer life? Do you crave for the presence of God in your family altar? Do you crave for the presence of God as you come for the fellowship meetings? As you come for the prayer meetings? Do you crave for the presence of God as you minister? Quite often I only see people They try to enter when they are doing something for the Lord. They try to enter into the presence when they are either preaching or they are teaching or they are presiding or they are singing and once their role is done, they just pack up and they go. Not go physically, but go, this is somewhere else. I am amazed. I am amazed when I see people who are like telling everybody, praise God, worship God. Come on, lift up your voice. That's only when they are, when they are doing something. When their role is done, they don't even open their mouth. They're not even here. Can I get an amen? amen? Yeah, everybody, praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, that's true. Forget about God watching us. At least beware of the fact that everybody else is watching us. Joshua, praise God, lingered in the presence of God. Let me tell you, everyone can get as close to God as you want to. As you want to. Nobody can push you into the presence of God. No one can do it. It's your desire within you. Praise God. God will readily and gladly take you as far as you want to go into the presence of God. And let me tell you, he will not take you an iota further than the desire that you have within you. James says, draw closer to me. God is saying, draw closer to me. And I will draw closer to you. Praise God. Positionally, I am seated in heavenly places. Positionally, I am in Christ. But this morning, practically speaking, in a walk with God, are we walking with Him? In our worship experience, have we entered into the most 
holy place, entered into an intimate relationship with him. Praise God. Shall we rise up before the Lord? I'm not done. We'll continue some other time. This morning, the question is, where are we? Where are you? In your walk with Jesus, where are you? Are you lagging behind? Have you ran ahead of him? Or are you walking with him? Can you tell him this morning, Father, this new year I want to walk with you. Make my steps synchronized with your step. Let's walk together. I know that you want to walk with me. It's often me, Lord. Help me to walk with you. And I understand that when I walk with you, praise God, it's all about you and it's nothing about me. Praise God. Let me find pleasure in what pleases you. Let me find delight in what delights you. How about a worship experience? Where are we in a worship experience? Do we just simply come, go through the motion of ritual and go back? There is more to it. There is more to it. There is more to God. And God wants us to move. Praise God. To move. To move out of where we are. And enter into an intimate relationship with Him. In worship. Experiencing the grace and the glory of God. Let not our external situations and circumstances Keep us away from entering into the presence of God. Paul and Silas were bound. And they were in the presence, in the prison. But their circumstances did not, did not keep them away from entering into the presence of God. To the extent that the Bible says that when they prayed, the prison foundations were shaken and their chains fell down. Praise God. Can we pray, Lord, give me a passion like Joshua to linger by your tent, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for we are positioned in Christ Jesus. Lord, we are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Thank you. But in practical terms, Father, in a walk with you, we pray, O oh Father, that we will be close and in agreement. Hallelujah. Father, in a worship experience, take us to new heights. Take us right into the most holy place, into the holy of holies. Help us to experience the glory of God, the presence of God, in a way that we have never experienced before, Father. Lord, we yield our life to you. As we depart from this place, we pray that your presence go with us. Keep us, sustain us. Hallelujah. Help us to remember who we are and where we are and how God has placed us. Praise God. Lest God comes looking for us 
for we are not in that place where God has positioned us. Lord, we pray that we will remain where God has positioned us. And we pray that we will become everything that God wants us to be. And that we will do everything that God wants us to. And we will venture into the entirety of the scope of the will of God. Thank you, Father. We crave and we pray that you will give us a greater drive and passion for God and godly things. We bless God's people in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for the sick and the ailing. We pray for my Lord. We pray that you would touch her and strengthen her. We pray for Joy Chan, Lord. We pray that you would touch him and heal him, Father. To God be the glory. As we depart, may your presence go with us. Thank you for everything that you have done. May we continue to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with us for now and forevermore. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all.